This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1707, Letting Go of Imposter Syndrome by Chris Lovett of minimalings.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, your very own personal narrator. I read to you from some of the best blogs in the world every single day covering personal development and growth, lifestyle, minimalism, and more. But I'll keep this intro short, so let's get right to it and continue optimizing your life. Letting Go of Imposter Syndrome by Chris Lovett of Minimalings.com. The summer of 2018 was a pivotal one for many reasons, and in the midst of a minimalist journey, I'd opened myself up to a lifestyle of less physical things replaced with a collection of new thoughts, feelings, and experiences. Through the curation of new fulfilling work that aligned with my minimalist mindset, a fresh type of mental clutter has started to manifest itself. Alongside all the positivity of a new job and opening myself up to different things, imposter syndrome had somehow slipped in through the back door unnoticed, and there it would stay, tormenting me for months. What is imposter syndrome? This strange but limiting psychological interference is a collection of thoughts that create a significant amount of self-doubt, leading to self-sabotage. New barriers are created which can impact a person's ability to reach their potential through replaying negative scenarios and the feeling of being a fraud. It's the feeling that you do not belong, that you're fooling people, and at any moment you are about to be found out for the imposter that you are. These types of dysfunctional thoughts can impact the ability to perform tasks, especially in new settings, such as a new job, promotion, or a new life context. It's the feeling that everything you have achieved in the past was purely down to luck or amazing timing and that your skill and knowledge played only a small part or no part at all. It's the belief that your cover will be blown in five, four, three. What are the signs? I had made the choice of a new career, intentionally choosing to move from knowing everything and everyone to knowing nothing and nobody. However, what I had achieved in the recent past was completely wiped away. Having that reset felt like I needed to prove myself all over again. Number one, Perfectionism. The previous goals were not hard enough, so new unreasonably high goals are created because of course you need to be perfect, right? When we don't reach those goals, there's a feeling of shame or an overemphasis on the mistakes made rather than the progress. Number two, overworking. The fear of being found out haunts you, which in turn makes you think you have to work harder than everyone else. Everyone is just about to realize that you're a fraud, so you keep doing too much to keep it covered up. That unreasonable thought process causes a desire to push ourselves to the limit, and yet still, the efforts made or even successes in that period don't seem good enough. Number three, not owning success. What was once a tricky task overcome through effort, skill, knowledge, and teamwork is now seen as an easy job that's not worth celebrating. Instead, successes are downplayed and attributed to luck, good timing, or considerable help from peers. Number four, no longer stepping up. An increase in unwillingness to take risks, step forward, or volunteer for opportunities starts to materialize. Because of the self-doubt, negative self-talk, and fear of exposure, there's a new reluctance to make a difference. These things could play out, such as not applying for that job or promotion, not offering to speak up in a meeting, avoiding new challenges or projects, and disassociating with individuals who are deemed as superior. How to overcome it. Number one, write a journal. In my previous essay about journaling, 
I explain how I began to analyze the positive and negative reactions to things that were happening. Through having regular intervals to stop, I captured how things made me feel. Someone asked me a question, I felt included and valued. A series of acronyms referenced that I had no idea about, I felt out of place and lost. All this information ended up being a collection of data that I could look back on and pick out themes. By knowing the negative triggers, I ended up spending less time in those places or making an effort to understand more so I didn't have to feel that way the next time it happened. Number two, talking. Finding someone to talk to about it sounds like a simple win. However, finding the right person to talk to about imposter syndrome is a little more tricky. What I found in the midst of the self-doubt was that empty compliments just washed over me. I needed a challenger or a coach to question my thinking. I also thought that I was alone, but later found out that up to 70% of people in a work environment suffer with this at some point. Number three, recognize small victories. You're looking to build momentum to swing the pendulum the other way and convince your subconscious that you are on a hot streak. Getting thanks from a question you answered, receiving positive feedback, and giving positive feedback will help. Making others feel good, completing something ahead of time, or actually just completing something at all will build new form. Start to add some small wins to that column and that'll start to build like compound interest. Number four, understand your skills. Take a look back on previous feedback, things you've achieved, maybe even your own resume to get clearer on your strengths. Don't be humble. Also be honest with yourself and get clear on things you'd like to improve on. Be open about those so when you're given a new job or a new high profile project, you can bring people around you to support you in that journey. And number five, ditch perfectionism. Accept that mistakes will happen and embrace them as a first attempt in learning, F-A-I-L, fail. It's not about lowering the bar, but more about self-acceptance and setting a realistic level so you don't overstretch and feel inadequate. Although sometimes it may not feel like it, everything you have achieved has already been justified and you are where you deserve to be. We will all have doubts throughout life, but there is an art in seeing them as moments only and not a long-term disadvantage. You just listened to the post titled Letting Go of Imposter Syndrome by Chris Lovett of minimalings.com. Imposter syndrome is real. I definitely had some of that when I first started out as an entrepreneur. I probably still have it to some extent. I relate to a bunch of these. But I agree journaling can be a huge help. And Chris has a longer post that goes more in depth It's almost twice as long as what I read to you, so if you like this one, you can find the original post linked in this episode's description. If I read the full thing here for you, I would have had to break it up into a couple of episodes. But anyway, I'll leave it there for today. Hope you're having a great Thursday if you're listening in real time, and I'll see you tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits.